Oh, we get flagged. We get flagged for the intro song. Hello, and welcome to Batcast 66, the podcast where we watch every single episode of the Batman 1966 television show, and then we talk about it. Today, we're talking about when the rat's away, the mice will play. It's episode 12, originally aired February 17th, 1966, written by Fred DeGorder, directed by Tom Grease. My name's Kendall. And I'm Scott. This is the second part of our uh, Return of the Riddler story. Last week left us with uh, Batman and Robin attached to these huge turbines and an abandoned electrical plant. Yeah, I think it was like a hydroelectric plant, right? Yeah, something like, yeah, because it was near the the Gotham City River. Yeah, Yeah, it was on the river, yeah. Uh, Yeah. This will prove to people we don't record these episodes back to back on the same day. (laughs) (laughs) Well, sometimes we do, but not not this one. Yeah, so Batman and Robin were just spinning to their dooms, I guess. Yeah, I think the idea was it's going to like the centripetal force was going to like rip them apart. Yeah, I think he said something about like the skeletons ripping out of their skin or something. Yeah, like they would just like barf up their whole skeletons and they would go shooting out of their bodies. Yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, that's what happens. Uh, it's yeah, really it's visceral. This is a really dark episode. <laughs> yeah, the episode opens. They're spinning around, but uh, luckily there seems to be some sort of uh, electrical shortage, and Batman's able to free himself as the, the turbine stops spinning. And we learn that he had... Yeah, it was like something from like the, the sticky substance that they got caught in the last episode. like stuck to the control panel and he was able to use something from his utility belt somehow and those yeah, hands like are tied up cutting torch or something yeah i called it batno babble or techno battle probably makes more sense oh techno battle like that yeah like battle yeah it, it, <laughs> the portmanteau doesn't roll off the tongue no matter how you slice it but it was just like some nonsense pseudo-scientific like star trekky kind of thing like, yeah, they mentioned, like, oh, the utility belt saves us again. I'm like, yeah, whatever they need to get out of the whatever adventure is in there. Yeah, the utility belt just has it has it ready. We cut to the river rat's lair. Mm-hmm. They're all lounging about, and the Riddler rolls in, and he's pretty pissed that they're all asleep because they're on his dollar. He's also upset because Mousy, the... The lady one. The lady one is late. But not that kind of late. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's she's late to the meeting. Yeah. <laughs> this is not a very special episode. <laughs> not bad. So, so my note for, for, for this scene is, so I know one of the things we're doing this episode is trying to figure out who, like, Batman's most challenging villain is. But I think... I, I'm going to plant my flag in here and say Riddler's like the biggest dick of all of the villains. He's so <laughs> unnecessarily like cruel to all of his minions and like all of the episodes we've seen him so far. Yeah, he's he is an asshole. <laughs> like, yeah, it's awful. Like, why? Because <laughs> the money that good? Yeah, 
he's just yeah he's so pissed that mousy is late to the meeting even though the meeting doesn't seem to have any purpose yeah other than the riddler gloating that and they just had like a big adventure that took all night and like yeah people got asleep yeah the riddler's just marching around the room saying how how dumb everyone is yeah the penguin couldn't kill batman mr freeze couldn't kill batman the joker Joker, yeah i was kind of hoping they might do like a catwoman thing and they mentioned a villain we haven't seen yet but they didn't do that yet yeah just ones we've had in fact is that all the super villains we've had besides you know zelda and so we had zelda the great yeah, because it, yeah, it was because it was Riddler, Penguin, Joker, Zelda. No, Mister Freeze, then Zelda, and now Riddler again. Yes, yeah, so that's ah, all yes, the villains yes. we've had so far. Cool, and yeah, Zelda is reformed. Yeah, she's the only one we directly see in jail after the adventure. So, yeah, I don't think we. I don't think we revisit like they, the police usually just take him away, and then we cut to Wayne Manor for like some sort of closing gag. Yeah. Yeah. So the Riddler, uh, revealing the next step in his plan, presents the River Rats with a riddle. Now, again, I'm doing my thing where I, I pause the thing and try to figure out the uh, riddle, riddles, and I did extremely well this episode. So, oh, the yeah. riddle, so the riddle is what is always coming but never arrives. Did you get this one? No. Uh, I did guess tomorrow because there's always another tomorrow like every day there's a tomorrow and that's what it was but i found out the trick to figuring him out is like what's the context around why he said this riddle and that's what made it because it's like you know they're like kind of resting on their laurels and they're like neat it's about like their plan for the future Mm. that's what it is see when it's just cold to batman it can just be whatever but like yeah trick is context and I'm, i'm starting to think like batman and robin you know oh wow yeah, because that, that helped me figure out the other riddles in this episode when we get there. We got Scott, the, the great detective. I'm, I'm trying, trying to keep up with this show from like 60 years ago. <laughs> For children. At police headquarters, King Boris kind of lays out everything that happened to him in the last episode about being kidnapped and Batman and Robin being captured in his place. And how kind of the the River Rats and the Riddler just let him go. But then he's got to get going. He he has to get to the the Queen of Freedom monument. Yeah. Which is clearly like their version of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. Now, I know that Gotham, I, I think in the, we see it in the animated series and the Joel Schumacher movies, maybe. Yeah. Do we know if that is called the Queen of Freedom? I don't know definitively, but like I think they're the same idea, and I wouldn't be shocked if they are called that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, because I know, granted, this this universe, I think because it's not in the extended like DC lore, is more of a stand-in for like the big city. So I think it's got more in common with like New York. But I know in the comics, Gotham is like a Jersey thing. And the Statue of Liberty is technically in Jersey. It's in uh, uh, Jersey City. Oh, is it? Yeah, which is across the river from Manhattan. So it's like right there. So like most of the stuff like runs like boats run from both places. But most people going to New York from that were immigrating went through Ellis Island, which is right next, which is 
where the Statue of Liberty like kind of is. They go, they would go through there to be processed to go to New York. So it's got more of a New York identity. Also, like very clearly, it's in all of the New York like tourist marketing and stuff. Yeah, and their like license plate and all that. Yeah, or their old license plates. Yeah, I don't know if their current license plate has the Statue of Liberty on it. No, I don't think so. I, I think, think we so just either. dated ourselves. Yeah, well. Well, talking about a show from 60 years ago, I think helps date us as well. Huh. We're not that old. Well, I mean, we're not that old, but do you think Zoomers care about Adam West's Batman? All the cool ones. That's true. If they're they are cool, if they like this, and are they're especially cool if they're listening to us tell them that they're cool. Yeah, yeah. And they'd be even cooler if they shared it with their friends. Yes. And I run a comic book store, so I know the definition of cool. Yeah, yeah, you're the <laughs> coolest guy. <laughs> I do make comic books, so. Ugh, yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah, the King Boris mentions, like, oh, I'm sorry about Batman and Robin, they're just dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but as after he leaves, the bat phone in Commissioner Gordon's office starts beeping. They're alive. Batman calls just to say, hey, the Riddler thinks we're dead. And unlike the Mr. Freeze episode where they just uh, march around town declaring that they survived the death trap. Yeah. uh, Batman asks that it be kept secret. Yeah. Because his logic is that the Riddler will slip up if he thinks Batman and Robin aren't going to be like around to catch him. Yeah, which is pretty good logic. We find out it works for him. Yeah. The Riddler is watching TV. The Queen of Freedom festivities are being aired. King Boris is on screen, and he brings a bejeweled replica of the Torch of Freedom. No, the the museum's in the Torch of Freedom, but the replica is the statue. Oh, yes, excuse me. Which is is why it looks like the Statue of Liberty with a giant torch, because they need to justify this set i think like it looks really strange the little the miniature version of it yeah yeah well we find out why uh, the riddler didn't steal that because that was like a point of contention because it's covered in jewels and stuff like you mentioned i remember you mentioned last episode that wasn't their plan like to steal that from him when they kidnapped him yeah they they got a better plan uh but we don't really find it out here yeah but i'm just remarking on the statue now that we finally see it yeah so yeah, this bejeweled replica of the the Queen of Freedom. It's placed in a display case, and this pleases the Riddler. Yep, he thanks the king. Obviously, the king can't hear him, but you know, he thanks the king for helping him out in his scheme. And as we wrap up the news segment, yeah, we see some of the other things in the. Yeah. Uh, Torch of Freedom. I, I wanted to mention something in there. Because, like, what do we see? Like, the first... A replica of, like, the first National Bank or something. Something like that. A bun- like, there's, like, a bunch of portraits around the, the room. We see, like, the a bust of the first mayor. And, like, in the end, it was, of course, we can't have a historical Gotham Museum without Batman and Robin. And it's a giant, like, painting of them in an action pose. And my first thought was, like, oh, they're going to burst through that later in the episode. That's, oh, it's the only one that's like man-sized. The rest <laughs> of- 
I uh, I called that too, but yeah. only right before it happened. Yeah. When it's <laughs> obvious that it's going to happen. Yeah. But it's also funny that when they're showing that on the TV, the river rats are like booing and hissing. Yeah, I, I loved that part. <laughs> <laughs> the next day, Mousy is walking through the streets and she goes up to a police yes. telephone box. Yes. Which seems to be right outside of police headquarters, which is like, why would you need that box there? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's convenient because a cop immediately sees the explosion that it does. Yeah. She puts like a smoke bomb in there, like a colored smoke bomb. Yeah, explosion's the wrong word. It's like very flashy. It's supposed to grab attention, you know? Yeah, and it does. And the cops all run towards it. Mousy, of course, has gotten away. And they find a, a note from the Riddler. Pretty much the most direct thing he's ever put to paper. Well, yeah, because remember in the first episode, a riddle a day keeps the Riddler away. Batman mentioned uh, once he stops using riddles is like his end game. Oh, whoa. Yeah. I did not catch that. I remember that because I was like, that's a weird thing. Because they meant the mission. The Riddler told me that once. It's like, not that we saw. Yeah, right. Like stuck in the back of my head. But yeah, so it's just like a demand for what, you know, was what was it, a million dollars? Yeah, a million dollars. Or he's gonna blow up the torch. Yeah. There's yeah. a there's a bomb at the Queen of Freedom monument, museum, whatever it is. Yeah. Unless they get one million, they're gonna blow it up. Yeah, one million by 10 p.m. Because it's it's time. So like time that, that comes into the plot later, but they do set that up here. One million dollars in 1966. That's probably a lot of money. Is it enough for like five people to just like... You think Riddler's going to share that evenly? I mean, that's what he says he's going to do. I mean, probably he's lying to them. Yeah, probably. But I am just curious. Give me one moment while I... I'm also looking it up. Uh, it's the equivalent to about $9,197,901.23 today. Okay. So, so that's it's, it's over $9 million. Which is, yeah. Yeah. So it's over a million dollars per person today. Yeah. All right. So yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Because like Bruce Wayne's a millionaire uh, philanthropist or whatever they call him in this. Socialite, that's what they call him. Yeah. Um, but like he's a billionaire in like modern stuff you know because inflation and also the one percent has been exploiting the working class for so much longer you know the wealth disparity has gone so much higher yes that's a different podcast you say that but we kind of get back to these we do get back to that a lot yeah yeah Yeah. so yeah this this is when you're right i was confusing that last scene with the bat phone with this one because i think yeah then commissioner gordon calls batman then right yeah and he tells him thing yeah Yeah, he tells him that there's no way he can get that kind of money by 10 p.m. Yeah, because like the city council's all gone. Like, yeah, they won't be able to meet till like next week or tomorrow or something. So, yeah, so Batman has the wise decision to be like, uh, is there a private person you could talk to that could borrow a million dollars from? You know, to set him up for Bruce Wayne, obviously. Yes. Who Gordon calls his good friend. I mean, they hang out a bunch at the ends of these episodes, and he doesn't know he's Batman, you know? That is true, but I feel like I remember Gordon 
speaking about Bruce Wayne in like a very unfamiliar way. Just like, oh, these millionaires. I never maybe, maybe he's just trying to impress Batman. Like, I have a rich friend. Ah, maybe. Yeah. But here's what I wanted to bring up. So, like, yeah, they're obviously talking to each other on the on the bat phone. And then Gordon's like, all right, Batman, I'm gonna go call Bruce Wayne and see if I can get him. I really wanted them to stay on a shot of Batman, him hang up the bat phone, and then a regular phone next to him rings, and then he just picks that up in the other hand. <laughs> they did that. I think that would have been the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Because <laughs> he doesn't change his voice or mannerisms or anything when he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah, kind of surprising we didn't get anything like that here. I the, if, if they did that, that would have been like the like Batman gold. Like I'm surprised they don't do that. And like when they do Batman comedy stuff now, like Lego Batman and things. Yeah. It was pretty dang funny. Or yeah. it would have been pretty dang yeah. funny. But yeah, so obviously since it's Batman's plan, he'll as Bruce Wayne, he'll loan them a million dollars to do this uh thing to draw out the Riddler, you know? Yes. So Bruce Wayne goes to police headquarters with his million dollars. And I was pretty surprised by what happens next. So was I. I have a lot to say about what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) Which I'm happy, which started out as potentially negative things, but wound up being positive at the end. (laughs) So. (laughs) So the window opens. Yeah, while they're talking to, you know, Gordon and Batman are, you know, like... Gordon and Bruce Wayne. Yeah, sorry. Oh, yeah, how could I confuse Bruce Wayne and Batman? Yeah, while they're talking, the window opens, and Batman climbs in. Yeah, and he's just like, I had to use my bat rope to get in. It's clearly someone who, like, looks and sounds absolutely nothing like Adam West. (laughs) So in this first half, because, like, Bruce Wayne, like, shakes Batman's hands, like, oh, I've always wanted to meet you or whatever. My first thought was like, is he tricking Gordon into thinking that, like, is this some guy he hired to make him think that Bruce Wayne is not bad? Like, they're not the same person because they're going to have to, because they're both kind of like, like colluding on this scheme, you know? Yeah. I I, I thought something similar. Yeah. I was like, but like, that's so random and weird because he could have just had Robin show up, which has happened earlier in the series. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) So, Bat, this Batman. Yeah. Uh, who obviously is not Batman. He's just walking around telling Gordon what to do with the money. Uh, it becomes very obvious that he is just one of the river rats. Yeah, it took me longer to realize that than I, than I thought because I was just I was so confused by it happening. Because like yeah. it would have been what would have happened if he showed up and like he didn't have the money. Do you know what I mean? Because like he could have if he got there like ten minutes sooner. For as far as we know, Bruce Wayne wouldn't have been there. Or he could have also just been like Batman. was like, listen, I'll take this. Uh, I have a plan set up. And then he just took it then, right then and there. And they could have just left. Yeah. But I yeah. guess that wouldn't have worked. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Bruce Wayne, or rather, Commissioner Gordon, when Batman appears, is just like, hey, didn't we have a plan where we were going to say you were like dead still dead? Yeah. Yeah, and then forget what the fat Batman says, right? Well, no. So before he can say that, yeah, Bruce Wayne interjects. Mm -hmm. 
So that way, this Batman doesn't... Oh, doesn't know that Batman's alive. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Which is pretty clever of, on, on his part. Yeah, he was very quick on his feet. And that's when he's like, oh, I've always wanted to meet you, Batman. It, it It's one of the river rats called Whitey. Yeah. And I feel like he's doing a pretty good job, honestly. I mean, yes, we clearly know he's not. But like, yeah, he's doing a decent impression, at least of the mannerisms. He doesn't have the voice. Yeah. It, like he I holds mean, himself the same way, you know? Yeah, it wouldn't really fool anybody. But, yeah. you know, within the rules of this show, it might. Yeah. Which is why I was like, is Commissioner Gordon falling for this? So the whole yeah, episode, yeah. Commissioner Gordon is seems to truly accept that this guy is Batman. Yeah. Whitey tells the commissioner where to put the money. Because yeah, other the guys, he's like laying a trap. Yes. So, yeah. I think I thought it was pretty cool how you know Whitey and Bruce Wayne were talking. Whitey's being pretty cool with Bruce Wayne. Yeah. I, I feel like a different show would just have him be like maybe a little antagonistic yeah like he he really sounds like he's saying like lines that batman would be saying yeah he's like he's oh, got, mr he's wayne that... we need to talk about how to change this city for the better yeah he's like oh we should definitely get together and swap crime notes or whatever you know what i mean like yeah like oh, crime prevention is what i think they called it yes i i really enjoyed this scene after the confusion cleared. It was fun and like completely unexpected. Yeah. And a more fun way for a villain to use a Batman costume than Mr. Freeze did with five Batman. Yeah, that was so random and weird. Yeah. So back at the Riddler slash River Rats HQ, Riddler just thinks he's the biggest genius. Yeah, because he's so conceited. Yeah. Uh, he starts making out with his own hand yeah did you understand that i didn't get that i think he's just that into himself i think he's just i think he's so insane like i really want to see frank gorshin as the joker in some parallel reality yeah he's he's so good yeah but like oh man i hate the riddler like in the way you're supposed to hate him but i'm like i just want to see him get knocked down a peg every time he's on screen (laughs) like oh i can't wait for batman to get him yeah, he, I, yeah. he, which is, which is what they want, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah, like more so than any other villain that we've seen so far. Yeah, Frank Gorshin is killing it. Yeah. Compared to the first story, he's like turned up so much here. And like his plan makes a lot more like cohesive sense the whole story. Yeah. Like, over, over the course of both parts. Yes, yes. We get back to the Bat King. Batman has just arrived from police HQ and Robin is up on the atomic pile. Yeah. Messing with something. He said he heard a rumbling. Yeah. That would be giving me so much pause. Yeah. And Batman's just pretty dismissive of it. He's like, yeah, why are you up there? Get down. Yeah. He's like, come on, we got to solve this. And Robin's like, uh, well, I, it's a problem I couldn't solve without a, a welding torch anyway, so... Oh, no, no, no. They mentioned it because I figured out the, the riddle, even though that was, like, the clue. Because Batman's got all the Riddler's, like, riddles he gave him on, like, a chalkboard. It's like, the last one we couldn't get is, why is a woman in love like, love like a welder? 
which was in the last episode, but they didn't solve it yet. And I was like, so I paused it before Robin got down and mentioned the, the torch. I was like, oh, because they, they carry a flame, which is another expression, the version of that expression. And I was like, and then we see the torch and the Batman puts it together, like a Jeff Holton nice. character. So, yeah. Yeah. Batman has but, solved the riddle. I, I hate how casual they are about like this atomic nuclear accelerator in their basement. They never bring that up again. There's yeah. something happening with that, and they just like well, never like, go back to it. It, it, are, it clearly Robin's not a nuclear physicist because he has trouble with algebra by the end of this episode. But like, is Batman one? Like, did he just build this himself? He would have to have like a crew of people design and build this. That ha- you know, it's like right on. Like, if they go down by poles, it's right under Wayne Manor. Yeah, it's pretty. That's such a. I guess it was. I, I don't know. It's such a wild thing to have in the Batcave, like because you don't have anything like this in like any other version of Batman I can think of. The rest of it could conceivably like, yeah, he's got giant computers and stuff. Like you can conceivably like deliver that yourself, like through a cave. And like it, it would make sense, like to order that for like your big multinational company. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is it's pretty weird. Yeah, it's so bizarre. And also, I guess I just thought about this now. I think is this the only version of the Batcave, obviously excluding excluding like the comics before this stuff happened, that don't have things like the giant penny or giant T Rex, like the things you think of when you think the Batcave now. Are those things in the animated series? Oh yeah, they're definitely in the animated series. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there are versions without it. You know, it's yeah. not in the Tim Burton version. True. And, you know, it's not in the Batman cartoon show. I doubt it's in the Batman the movie. Yeah, I don't think we ever see the Batcave in the, the Batman movie, not to mention it. I mean, that kind of makes sense that he, if he's just starting out. Yeah. I just... Sorry, it just made me think about it because I was like, that's such a wild thing to have in the Batcave. He's got so much more crazy shit normally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. This atomic pile is so. And so yes. Yeah, weird. Since the Batman, the Batmobile is nuclear, it, like, it does make sense they have that to charge it when they're not using it. Yes. And probably, you know, all their other, like, super science stuff that they have in there. It's just so weird how like blase they are about it. And Batman just saw a woman die right where Robin was. And was yes, like, we get we got to bring up. Uh, yeah, Robin, how do we know Robin was standing right there? It said, "Danger! Don't stand here." Yeah, right in front of him. And they know. They know. I that sign was there when she was there, and she just walked past it. Is there in the Batman sixty six comic book series? Is there an issue where like? The ghost of Molly haunts the Batcave. I don't remember that. They're really. I read those books. I loved them, but like, I don't remember that. But like, you know, it's been years since they came out now. Yeah, I should reread it and and find out. Yeah, I kind of. I in rewatching the show, I kind of want to reread the comics too. Yeah, I think we we should do that. But, yeah, we're definitely going to address them at some point on the show, but. It will, whenever we do that, I would reread them before then just to refresh my memory. Yeah, for sure. Sorry, that was a big tangent I put us on, but... Oh, it's it's all good. It's so... The nuclear pile will always drive my fa- like draw my fascination. Yes. Yeah. 
I forget if Gordon calls Batman or if Batman calls Gordon here. I think I don't remember. I guess oh, it's Gordon calls Batman. Yeah. And he says, Hey Batman, were you in my office earlier today? Yeah. And Batman's like, No, I wasn't. Yeah. Gordon, finally a shred of intelligence yeah. on the And I like that it assured the audience that he didn't he knew that wasn't Batman during yeah. that scene. Because I was, I wrote my I wrote my notes for that scene. I was like, who is this extremely fake Batman? And then for <laughs> this, I'm like, oh, I'm glad nobody fell for that. Yes, me too. Yeah. Because I mean, I was expecting Gordon. I was expecting it. Yeah, I was expecting Gordon to be completely fooled. Because that's how these things usually go. It's like a Clark Kent glasses thing, you know what I mean? Yes. You know, I kind of have a thought now. I wonder if Gordon actually does know that Bruce Wayne is Batman. Because he does involve Bruce Wayne in a couple of the schemes together. And that's why that might be like my good friend, Bruce Wayne. I don't know. Thinking about that now. I might look for that in future stuff. That would be pretty cool. Yeah. I think that, I, I don't think that's what they're implying so far in the show. And I doubt that that was something they ever really thought about, like as the writers. But I don't know. Maybe I'll make that like a headcanon and see if I can, if there's anything that supports it going out. Yeah. Yeah. Batman figures out that the bomb the Riddler has placed is in the replica that King Boris left at the monument. Yeah, uh, which is a pretty good plan on Riddler's part because it's just hiding in plain sight, you know what I mean? Yeah. I uh, Riddler definitely had a good plan here. Yeah, we'll get into that when we break down his uh, villain stuff, but I... I I've been very impressed this episode in terms of that stuff. He just yeah. made one fatal mistake, you know? And well, like I said, we'll talk about that later. So we return to the Queen of Freedom. Yep. That's what it's called, right? <laughs> yeah, the Queen of Freedom. Yeah, we're up in the the top, like the balcony of that set, you know, where it's like the museum. And I gotta say, for the 60s, there's some like ambitious camera work here. Yeah, like, like up on scaffolding, like swinging around and stuff when people are moving around. I was like, this is cool. Because I remember when like they was chasing the Riddler, or not the Riddler, the Joker around like a similar set. They'd like climb up and then you wouldn't see them. Like you just imply that they're running around. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm surprised. Like, oh, this is neat. No, yeah. They, it's a good episode. Yeah. Can't really, uh, don't know how to describe it for uh, an audio medium, but this episode especially this scene felt very different than I get what you're saying yeah what we've had so far yeah it just looked different the riddler and the river rats see the bag of money scoop it up and then go to disarm the bomb but when they open the display case they don't find the replica yeah they instead find a riddle which was pretty great that Batman did that. Did you get Batman's riddle? Yes, I did get that one because I thought it was a pretty good joke. Uh, the riddle is uh, what squeals louder than a caught rat? And that's several caught rats. And then once Joker or Riddler puts that together, Batman and Robin come bursting through that painting that I knew that they would. <laughs> and it was awesome. Yeah. You know, it gives me the vibes of that, like, the cover of the first Robin appearance. Oh, you're always like bursting through like a like a paper like wheel that Batman's holding. Yeah, which 
on that comic cover. Why? But because it's cool. I think that was the thing at the time. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's like a circus thing, and he's from the circus. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense then. Yeah. But it's still cool. Like it's a cool way to introduce your character, which is you know, in the comic they're introducing Robin, you know? Yeah. Because it's dynamic and exciting. Something bursts through, but like it's so low stakes, like nothing really matters. And but like, you know, they were waiting, they were lying in wait, and there was like this big dramatic opening, like a shot. It was very cool. Yeah, I dug it. The Riddler? Yeah. He's blown away. Yeah. He like can't believe they're alive. He yeah. can't believe he's been out riddled. Yeah, the fact that they, they put a riddle there is so good. What it's a good a, burn. Yeah, it's amazing because it's it, like, well, I'm better than you at your one thing that you do. It and can, the whole episode, he's like patting himself on the back so much. Yeah. Yeah, it's oh, so, so satisfying to see. Yeah, he just gets taken down of like two pegs here. Like it's like it's legitimately unironically great. Frank Gorshin, yeah, he delivers this next scene so well. Mm-hmm. So basically, there's a face-off with the River Rats against Batman and Robin. You know where it's going. Yeah, but the dialogue leading up to the fight, like Riddler is like trying to be confident, mm-hmm. but you can tell he's shaken. Yeah, and it's delivered so well. The Riddler's trying to trash talk Batman and Robin, but you can tell he doesn't believe the words he's saying. Yeah. Well, you also see he's more of like a mental character than like a physical one. It's like, you know, he knows that he can't like beat Batman and Robin. But he's going to try. Yeah. There's a funny joke where he's like, well, there's four of us against two of you. And then he gets behind all of the other Riverettes (laughs) and like throws them at him. There's Um, a really cool scene right as the fight or a cool line, rather, right before the fight begins, where I think it's Batman says, we've deactivated your bomb, and then Robin punching his fist yeah. into his his open hand Yeah, just says, now we're going to deactivate you. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, so cool. And then this fight is short, but it's great, because they established all of these cool things in this, mu- like this museum area, and they just do so much collateral damage <laughs> by smashing everyone into everything. And it's so fun to watch. Yeah. They even play with like the onomatopoeia cards where like someone gets knocked into the pedestal holding that bust I mentioned earlier. And then that falls on his head. And then like, it's almost like a little, like a, sh- a simple animation of like the, like the onomatopoeia like bursts kind of like flashing on the screen, like the supply he got hit. And then I think it's Batman throws one of the river rats at the Riddler. And it's, and it's like clearly a dude on like wire work, but it's like he throws him like a missile. And it's so like not how you would throw somebody, but it's a great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Short but sweet fight. Yeah, it's great. I almost feel like maybe some of the better. Well, we'll talk about how what we think of this episode, I guess. Yeah. But, you know, the Zelda episode didn't have a fight at all. Yeah, and I really like that one, too. Yeah, and I wonder... I mean, not saying that the fights are padding in any way. Mm-hmm. It's part of the Batman formula to have a fight. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's cool how a good writer and director can kind of construct a narrative that 
you know, in the case of Zelda, we didn't need a fight. Here, we just needed a short one. Yeah. Hey, I don't th- there wasn't a fight in the first half, right? I don't remember there being one. I don't believe so. Yeah, because when, when they went to confront Riddler, he, they just got captured, like, immediately. Batman and Robin win. Yeah. No surprise. We don't get any fake out of, like, oh, maybe the Riddler's dead this time. And got away. No, they get arrested the police show up and like take them away yeah and they have uh the police have already apprehended mousy yeah so even though she was with them when they like went down to go get the money and stuff she just stayed behind so yeah, that way they wouldn't have, have a lookout yeah they wouldn't have batman punching a woman yeah and Which, we get, it's gonna uh, be interesting i think when catwoman starts showing up yeah we'll see how it goes yeah because like because you know zelda had a change of heart by the end like she wasn't really like a bad guy bad guy the whole time uh you know like all of the female characters like have either killed themselves with their own stupidity or just kind of like turned themselves in so far yeah they don't put up a fight yeah but you know we know that Catwoman's going to be a recurring character here so yeah we'll see how it goes yeah i'm excited in this uh show's weekly dose of sexism yeah batman says I'll never understand why girls like you get involved in schemes like this. She's just she's just in it for the thrill, I guess, right? Yeah, but, she says she's looking that, for kicks. Yeah. She's been looking for him ever since she dropped out of high school. Yeah. Which shows you know the correlation between lower education, you know, the uneducation, uneducated and poverty and the lack of uh, opportunity leading to crime, you know, societal ills. And like I think we've mentioned it a couple times on the show, but I do like that this version of Batman is only brought out for like super crime and isn't like on patrol just punching like bank robbers. Yes. Or like muggings and stuff. Yeah. That's that he's makes, only there to it be. It makes this more fantastical. Yeah. Yeah. He's only there to solve the crimes the police can't. Yeah. You know, we, we've seen it a couple times. There's been a sense of apprehension around calling Batman. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, is this, do we really need him for this? I guess we do. And essentially like, this is our sixth story we've seen. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they've already had some of that element. I I don't know. I, I I appreciate this show more now on this rewatch than I think I, I did in the past. Oh yeah. I mean, I thought it was cool and fun, but of course we've never watched it. Or rather, I mean, I don't know about you, but I've never taken notes while watching it in the past. No, I never have either. I was, it's always been more of a passive thing. But, you know, since we're doing the podcast, I like to jot down my thoughts and stuff. So, you know, we, yeah. we have a structure to this when we get to the mic, you know. There's more meat on the bone than, like, you think on first at first blush. There's more going on, you know what I mean, in the show. Yes. yes. I don't know. We're probably over overanalyzing it too much. I mean, we definitely are. Yeah. That's why we're here. Exactly. Um, so yeah, they get arrested and, and you know they bake them away toys, and then you know we get our <laughs> Wayne Manor gag to end the story. Yeah, Aunt Harriet has some friends coming into town, and uh, <laughs> she's gonna visit the uh, Queen of Liberty. Or no, and ba- yeah, and then Bruce Queen and Dick are like, yeah, Bruce and Dick are like, look at each other, like knowing nods, and like they should have been like the news that that place is destroyed. Yeah, what is there to even see? Yeah, it's all messed up. But, you know, they use their excuse to, like, he's got to do, like, Wayne Foundation books, and, like, Dick has to do his algebra. So then when Aunt Harriet leaves, 
Dick tries to get away, and then Bruce is like, nope, you got to do your algebra. And he's like, oh, golly whiz. <laughs> and yeah, that is the end of the episode. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this? So, I liked it. Yeah, I, I think this might be my favorite one so far. I, I really liked it. It had just about everything I want in this, like, want from these, this kind of Batman story in this. Do you know what I mean? Yes, for sure. Um, I thought it was pretty cool that we saw our boy Commodore Schmidlap, even though it wasn't our boy Commodore Schmidlap. Yeah, at least not yet. Uh, so I thought that was fun. You know, we bring up the movie a lot because it's the piece of media from this era of Batman we've seen the most. I mean, it's fun to see like the movie might be familiar. The this movie might be the Batman movie I've watched the most. I wonder. It's this or 89 for sure. Yeah. I think it's this one for me. But yeah, the Riddler's plan was was good. It, yeah, it all tied together really well. Yeah, it, it, it seemed like there was almost no fat to trim from, from, from this story, especially, you know, if you look at it as the, the two parties as one story. And like, it had stuff that was like legitimately, I didn't expect, like when the fake Batman showed up, Oh yeah, that blew me away, dude. Yeah. I was glad I was able to solve more of the riddles this time than I was the first time around. Yes. Like that that adds an level of enjoyment. Like if I was doing this casually, I wouldn't pause it and try to figure it out. But I think that's a fun game for myself to do for the podcast. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um maybe next time we do Riddler, we'll do a live recording and then like you can try to see me struggle and figure them out ahead of time. That's probably going to be a little ambitious for us. But, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I really liked it. You know, the Riddler was great. His hench people were great. The plot was, was you know, legit. Like, his plan was was good. Uh, you know, the Riddler's gimmick is fun. The fight was good. You know, everything about it was great. Like, it was just extremely enjoyable. There's not much more to say about that. I mean, I think you know what rating I'm going to give the Riddler's plan on this. Oh, for sure. But... But yeah. going back to the episode and like yeah. what we were saying about the fight, how like all the set pieces used in that fight, like all the props used in that fight, rather, yeah. were like set up beforehand. Like, whoa, no, no one's done that yet. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the Riddler's rating. He's definitely, definitely a three this time. Yeah. Three out of three. Um his only plan was just the James Bond thing where it's like, you got your heroes in a death trap. You don't make sure they're dead. You just assume they are. Because if he... His plan probably would have changed if he knew Batman and Robin got away. But, like, if Batman and Robin were dead, they would have won. You know? Oh, yeah. He totally... Yeah. He totally... Yeah. I guess that's true of everyone's plan. If Batman and Robin were killed, they would have won. But, like, you know, yeah, they're... There was no answer to his plan for anyone, like, you know, the, the, like, the last half of his plan, if there was no Batman and Robin. Um, oh, but yeah, it was, oh, it's so good. But yeah, like, all of his actions, like, led towards his ultimate goal in this, which is as interesting as some of his plans were the first time we saw him. Like, I can't say that for them. Yeah, yeah. He, he got a two from us last time. Yeah. And yeah, he stepped it up this time. Yeah, uh, for sure. Which leads me to think, like, maybe once, because 
we know a lot of the the staple Batman villains are going to be recurring in this. Um, Because I think next week's a Penguin one, right? No, next week uh, is the Mad Hatter. Oh, yeah, that's right. But, like, yeah, I mean, it's no secret, like, Joker and Riddler and Penguin are going to show up a bunch. So it's interesting to see, like, how the creators on, you know, approach, like, fresher stories with them. Yes. Like, now they have a better idea of, like, A, what the Riddler's shtick is and, like, what Frank Gorshin can bring to the table. Like, they might get more and more uh, interesting from since then. It's like, I know uh, one of the people I work with, Greg, his favorite Batman villain is the Riddler, and I think it's because of this show. I mean... And that's a respectable decision. Yeah, how can he not be? I mean... It's, it, I like him. It's just, I mean, he's not my favorite from this show, but, like, you know, I think he was definitely, like, the fan favorite on the series. Yeah, I'm, pr- I'm going to be, uh, or rather, I am very interested to see uh, what John Astin brings to this character. Yeah, so I think he only shows up for one episode. As yeah, the there's character. just yeah. like one fill-in. Where yeah, we get- yeah I'm, I'm interested in what his vibe w- is going to be. Because, yeah, I mean, as an, a- I mean, Frank Gorshin, I've seen in this and i feel like i've seen him in in like a 90s program maybe i know i've seen him in other things i cannot recall i'm not gonna be able to recall to you what yeah. they are blown up as but like am. far removed from this yeah he's there, he, everything i've seen him in it was not like this yeah i'm not sure if i've seen caesar romero in anything else now you got me thinking about that caesar romero is in a movie i've definitely seen but I didn't put together at the time. It's called Latitude Zero. Okay. Maybe maybe we'll do that for a special episode. Um, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, that might be a fun discussion. Because, like, I've seen Burgess Meredith and Rocky. I've seen Eartha Kitt and a million things, you know. Yeah. Like, I feel like so- Lat- Latitude yeah. Zero is kind of, I mean, it's very different from Batman, but it's yeah. a it's a Toho movie. Okay. In In the vein of their... Godzilla films, but really, but I remember there's no giant monster. I mean, that sounds pretty cool, even though there's no giant monster. Yeah, it, it's it was pretty cool. I've only seen it the one time. I've never seen it for sale anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do a special episode on that. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it, like Burgess Meredith's also in a bunch of Twilight Zone episodes, as is Adam West. Oh, really? I'm pretty sure Adam West is. I know William Shatner's in a couple of episodes. And like he's like the other, like Dick Van Dyke's in. I'm like, there's a bunch of actors you would know that are in the Twilight Zone. But yeah. Burgess Meredith's in some of the best ones. Oh yeah, he's he's in the book one, right? That's yeah. Him. The, the uh, I forget the title of it, but it's like now I finally have the time. Like he's the last person on Earth. And like now he finally has the time to read stuff, and he drops his glasses and they break, and like that's the the end of that episode. <laughs> Yeah, I would be interested in doing that whenever we want to mix things up, which I'm not feeling the need to do that for a while. I am excited to get to more episodes. Yeah, for sure. I, I would like to get all of our big villains, yeah. at yeah, least yeah. one with all of them before we take a break. And Well, well what other big villains are we waiting for then? There's Catwoman. Catwoman. I don't, I don't think like Egghead and King Tut and those guys are in the first season. Oh, no. I don't I don't think so. That's gonna be part of the fun of revisiting this. Yeah, I 
I don't really look ahead too much. I usually like one or two episodes ahead is where I look. Um, just because it's like, all right, I can kind of like, if I want to do some research on a character or something, I can do that ahead of time. Yeah, I, I just like whatever's on the the disc, I, yeah. I can see into the future. Yeah, and like, you know, especially when it's a new villain we want to talk about. So we'll talk about Mad Hatter next uh, next week. So yeah, I think that's it for... Uh, well, the rats are away, the mice will play. Yes. All right. Whatever the hell this is. Uh, it's going to be annoying to fit on the title card for this one. Oh, goodness. Well, good yeah. luck with that. I'm glad that's your problem. <laughs> it's fine. I think uh, that's all from us today. Yeah. We'll catch you back here, not tomorrow night, but next week. That's it. Next week. Yeah. Same, same backcast back- time, same backcast channel. Bye.